The actual season itself is, I think, a clusterfuck. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm all right, ladies and gentlemen, football is back. I miss football. You miss football. Charles has missed football. You've missed us. We've missed you. But the one thing you have not missed, or have not done, I should say, is forbred us. Because I am the unforbreadable one himself, Mr. Brent Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming. And this is BS and at work. We have so much football to talk talk about. Uh, how, first of all, how are you doing today, Charles? I am all right. No complaints. Just working, working, watching the world, you know be all crazy like usual what i'm working on right now not with the dope log but you know regular news stuff you know obviously going to be covid related and kind of allude to what this podcast will be about it's how covid is affecting my football so i write about how covid's affecting my local towns for work and then in my free time i get to complain about how this plague is messing up the gridiron what a great crazy year this has been yeah, um, and you know what, since you said that, let's just get right into the nitty-gritty of it. The NFL is are arrogant. The NFL is stupid. The NFL used politics over business, and it's going to screw them up. Because, like you said, this virus is going to mess up the season, and they're going to be the first uh, sports league to have to cancel their season. Actually, they would be the second this year. Football-wise, the XFL canceled. this. That was this year, bro. True, true. Well, I, I, no offense to the XFL. I mean, major uh, uh, sports league to cancel this season because they had no parameters in place. They were arrogant. They thought that nothing would ever happen in a fully contact sport where plenty of blood, sweat, and tears get swapped uh, and spit get swapped between players on a, on a play-in, play-out basis. And they decided that we're just going to go with the season as regular, with a little, with a couple of protocols to make sure people are safe, and we'll be fine. But no, they thought they got they thought they got lucky last week because the Titans and the Steelers game got postponed, but because of scheduling, because of the way their schedule were already done, it looked like they were able to make a quick fix, which screwed the Steelers over in the long run, but saved football season. But now. Cam Newton has had the virus. Stephon Gilmore has the virus. More Titans players seem to have the virus, even though for two days straight they didn't. They seem to have no positive tests, but now two more people have tests. And that's just as of this recording. Who knows what's going to happen by the time we finish recording slash put this up. Uh, but it looks like the Titans alone are going to screw over this NFL season because they were not following protocols. And it looks like things are ravaging through that that organization and we're probably going to start seeing more and more players and teams get affected I think there was a Raiders player that had it as well I believe so this is not going to end well and this season is probably not going to finish and I think it's pure arrogance on the NFL's behalf to do this when all they had to do was since they knew they weren't going to have a preseason why didn't you just move the season up four weeks and gave yourself enough time for makeup games if you needed to do makeup games. And if you didn't have to make up games, then you could have done other things with those weeks. But they didn't want to do that. They thought they were going to go business as usual. And in a sport that doesn't have any room for error in terms of making up games, that was foolish. The NBA, you know, you... You have off days, and you can play a couple times a week, so you can always make up a game or two if you need to. And MLB, same thing. But football is a week-to-week sport on, on purpose because of how violent the game is. So for them to sit there and act as if there was no way games could get postponed or canceled was foolish because you don't have any much room for error. Not, not to mention... 
or everything you said, but uh, Stephen Gilmore, he legitimately hugged Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game. So when did he actually come down with coronavirus? Was he infectious during the game? So on and so forth. I don't know that information right now, um, but just that alone, the, the idea that this wasn't ever going to spread, and the idea, just on a much more human level, that a bunch of like elite athletes uh, wouldn't try to sneak people into the bubble and, and you know contact with people outside the bubble, and they don't even have bubbles. They're traveling week to week. So the air quote bubble they're using isn't a real bubble. We saw the real bubble with the NBA. With the NFL, what I told you, my plan for the NFL was it should be four different bubbles. Las Vegas, because they have a new stadium. Los Angeles, because they have a new stadium. Arizona, because of the, uh, you know, the desert climate. Or Arizona and or Jerry World, because, you know, one of the, you know, it's the best, uh, like, stadium on the on the continent, really. And then one in uh, Florida. Like, those could be the individual sites. You didn't have to have all the teams traveling, like, regular. Traveling in and out of airports in, in, in close conditions with other people. that Because... Those are so many variables on how you could get it. I, we all know this. This is all shit that everybody but the current fucking administration and apparently the NFL understand about a very uh, highly contagious virus. So that the fact that we're here going into week five, it like sucks about that. The NFL, you know the schedule beforehand. You know what you know what I mean. Like every year, you know who you're playing. It's just a matter of when you play them. So. You, we knew, so for instance, you're a, you're a fan of, of the who's in the NFC East. I'm a fan of the Steelers who's in the AFC North. Our two divisions play each other this year. You know what I'm saying? So that all, just on that alone, it would have been so much easier to say, hey, look, we got four different locations, four different bubbles. We're going to put these divisions here. And these, no, we, we can screw the divisions the way we know the schedule is going to line up and put them in four different bubbles so nobody has to go anywhere. I'm pretty sure it would have been that simple. I'm pretty sure it would have been as simple as, okay, well, this division plays this division, and they also play this division, so we're going to have those four divisions all in one spot. And then the other spot have four more divisions, and then the other spot have four more divisions. So the only time you would have to travel is, I think, the two or three times a year no, yeah, the, the two times a year that you're facing the other uh, uh, division in your conference, that's your placement. So, for instance, the Steelers finish, finish in second place, even though we face the AFC West, I think, this year? No, that was last year. Well, let's just say we face the West. Uh, we would face the East second place division winner, and we face the South second place division winner. Like that's all we would have to do. And actually, we played the South this year, so it would be the other, other way. We would face the Bills, and we would face the Broncos, which we already did. So it would have been super simple to say, hey, look, all these divisions, the South, the North, and the, the NFC East, and then whoever the South plays the NFC, y'all all stay in one bubble. And then when you guys need to travel, you're only traveling twice a year and probably will do it back to back weeks so you only have to travel once stay in that bubble for two weeks and then travel back simple it's easier to manage that way it's easier to to figure that out and that way it's easier to keep everybody safe but they, they didn't want to do that because they they're the NFL and they're like hell no not only are we going to play we're going to play in our stadiums not only are we going to play in our stadiums we're going to have fans in our stadiums. Maybe not full capacity, but we're going to have fans in our stadiums. And it's just arrogance. It's just arrogance. And, and what's the first Sorry. They're probably not going to try to try to cancel the season. They're going to wait till it gets so bad they have no choice. And that's what sucks. Sorry, everybody that heard that gigantic truck that decided to pull up right outside of where I'm recording. But, you know, real life shit. That shit was loud as hell. But you're not wrong, dude. Me and you are on the complete same page, which doesn't always make for the best dope pod. But it is what it is this time. Like, we both are just in shocked, you know, shocked and awed at the sheer, I don't know, it's not privilege, but the the thinking that they are just bigger than 
the global pandemic that's going on and the complete lack of actual planning. The, yeah, arrogance, thank you. The complete arrogance they have the, with this is just, wow. And I want to actually talk about the sport because, you know, we spent already 10 minutes or so talking about the arrogance of the shield, which is something that's a, you know, a running theme for every football fan. But the idea that the uh, COVID pandemic took my guardians and now they're going to take my giants. Well, you know, take my fucking giants because they are terrible too. Uh, Like, yeah, they're like all the New York teams except for the Buffalo Bills. The actual season itself is, I think, a clusterfuck. I think that's probably the most accurate way to describe these first four weeks of NFL football when it comes to the injuries, losing Saquon Barkley, losing Eckler, when it, com- when it comes to the constant of injuries. Like, I just said two that were off the top of my head because one's on my team and one was on my- and both were on my fantasy team. So, But the amount of injuries alone, not counting the amount of absences because of the COVID virus. Like, uh, Well, the funny thing is the games themselves, for the most part, have been really good. So, which is surprising because we thought it was going to be a bunch of bad games because of no preseason. Um, but most of the games have been good. The Falcons are completely in over their head, and Dan Quinn is probably going to be next to get fired. Bill O'Brien just got fired, which um, if we have time, I would love to talk about that because I think that was a mistake to fire him when they did. What? Um, Sorry, I read line that time. What, what do you mean you think that was a mistake? To fire them, fire him when they did? Yeah, I think that was a mistake. Yeah, it's a mistake because it came 18 months too late. Yeah, but it's one of those things. But don't fire him. What is firing him now? It gets rid of him before he makes more uh, completely franchise damaging decisions. Or you, or you just fire him from his GM role, and you don't do anything and let the season play out. Or you just fire him and get a new GM and head coach. Okay, cool. So what GM is taking this job? One, because it's already bad. I mean, whatever one wants a franchise quarterback or thinks they can trade that franchise quarterback and rebuild the team because what he, he did a shit job as GM. The roster they had two years ago was a real roster, and he got rid of everybody for what? The, the, the amount of shit he traded for the the left tackle they got. And I'm sorry, again, again, I'm not saying they should not have gotten rid of him. I would have gotten rid of him the moment I heard that he was even trying to trade DeAndre Hopkins. But what I'm saying is, Firing him now made no sense to me because it was almost like you didn't like the decision, but you wanted to at least see where it went. And they had by far the hardest schedule through the first four weeks of the season. And because they went 0-4, you decided to pull the plug. So to me, that doesn't make sense because you still didn't. You, we still don't know what this team is. They played the, the Super Bowl champs. They played the Ravens. They played a Steeler team that's a lot better than people think, especially at home. And they played a Vikings team that was just as desperate as they were, at, at, also at zero and three. So my thing is, again with no preseason, no anything. So my thing is, whoever's a uh, Romeo Cronell is the interim coach. And their schedule gets a lot easier now because it can't get much harder. My thing is, when this team plays better, you still don't know what you have. It's like, okay, well, do we just give Romeo the job or do we still give it to somebody else? I feel like that's just a recipe for disaster. If you let Bill O'Brien at least coach the rest of the year, if the team does well, then you at least say, okay, well, maybe he does know what he's doing and we let him do what he needs to do. And if they still suck, you get rid of him. And then you go on from there. Okay, but, but you're wrong because the team, he lost the team weeks ago. He lost the team when he traded uh, Hopkins. He's been getting, he, no, no one stood up for him. Uh, like there's a report on CBS Sports right now. I'm pulling up and skimming it. It was it was posted 40 minutes ago. So it's not like this, you know, you would have saw this just for everyone's clarification. No, JJ, Watt got, JJ Watt got an argument. Right, yeah, so, so you're getting into arguments with people on both sides of the ball. You're trading people that, were in the like obviously well liked by the locker room. You're zero and four, and the team. Yeah, you're saying they played all these good teams, but they're supposed to be contenders themselves, and they haven't been. But why did Bill? O- we, we last time me and you talked on on the pod, we were talking about uh, more heavy subjects. Well, you know, relatively compared to COVID and shit. But one of the things was white privilege in the NBA, 
and we mean you always joke and you know half joke I should say about the rate the sports racism in the NFL. Why did Bill O'Brien get the Texans head coaching job? Because he used to be an uh, office coordinator with, with Tom Brady. Was that his? Th- I thought I thought it was because he, he was uh, good at Penn State. That's my point. No, no, he, no, he, no, he, he, it was his time at New England, which got him the Penn State job, and then what he did with Penn State got him the, the Houston job. Okay, so he so he's been able to run an entire NFL franchise based off nothing. I mean, that's about that. I'm sorry. Why is he a, a general manager? Why? What now, it is? Why what he it, got the now general manager? Yes, that I don't. Okay, understand. so I'm not saying dude should never get another coaching job, but he's failed with the Texans. It's, it's four games too late. Not 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 any games too early, in my opinion. Like he should have been gone, like you said before the the trade. But the trade happened. We're past that. You know what I mean? Mean you can't redo that. To be fair to Bill O'Brien, he's won the division for the last five years. Where they all they go to the playoffs almost every time every year with him. Um, and the only time he hasn't made the playoffs the last five years is when Deshaun Watson tore his ACL. They won the division. They won the division. They went to the playoffs for the last five years. And I believe they won the division in maybe three of those four years. But the point of the matter is they, they're a playoff team every year when they're healthy. So he, you could make the argument he's a, he's a good coach. He's won over 50% of his games. Is he an elite coach? No. Nobody, nobody's accusing him of that. But, he, but he's a good coach. He's, he's, waste, he's wasted. To, okay, he's a good coach, but he's wasted talents by trading them, by letting them walk. Uh, Hopkins, Clowney, uh, Honey Badger, again, Tyron again, Matthew. Again, like, fire him from his GM. Dude, but I don't need to keep him as a coach. He, like, legitimately, he's he's not worth keeping. He's 52 and 48, which is good. It's just good. It's not great. You can get a better coach. He's been there for six years. He's been there for seven years. Okay, seven years. And again, I'm not saying – I'm saying I don't think the timing was good. How, how does he get fired before Dan Quinn? How does he get fired before Adam Gase? No, he shouldn't have been fired before Adam Gase. I 100% agree there. But now we're – you know, that's more of a, a sidestep to how bad the Jets are, not how – you know what I mean? Like both, both me and you could be arguing these things about the Texans, and that doesn't really have that impact on the Jets. Like the Jets are a completely separate dumpster fire. I might be ripping – uh, Bill O'Brien here, but I also think he is a better coach than Adam Gase and has proved more in the NFL than Adam Gase. Adam Gase hey. and the Jets are the worst situation in, in professional North American football right now, and I don't even think well, that's I, an, I don't even think that's hyperbolic. I think that's the consensus. And look, here, here's about that. I don't want to spend too much time on this because honestly, I don't really care. But I, I just think it would have been better to just let that season play out and then and then fire him. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But speaking of white privilege. We got to talk about this, especially in the NFL. Dwayne Haskins has now been demoted, not to the second-string quarterback, but to the third-string quarterback. When guys like Daniel Jones have been off and on, guys like Sam Darnold have been off and on, and, and those franchises are saying, well, give him time, give him time. Dwayne Haskins has really not even had a chance, really, and they're already demoting him to third-string. I just think that's I think that's messed up. I think it's wrong. Uh, I, I joke about not liking Dwayne Haskins because I feel like he tried to use the jersey card to go to the Giants, and once that didn't work, he played up the Maryland card to go to the Redskins. So I joke about not liking him, but in all but in all seriousness, I think that's messed up that he that he never really got a chance. He went he got drafted by a coach that didn't want him in the first place, who was on the hot seat. He had three head coaches in his one year, basically, of, of, of being there. And he got four games to prove himself. And he's and, – and, and, and I'm not trying to get, your, get on your guy, Danny Dimes, but if you look at the, the record and the stats, he's actually had a better year than Daniel Jones so far. But yet he's getting demoted not, only, not just the second string, but the third string. I just don't think that's fair that – it, all, it still feels like as a black quarterback, you got to be damn near perfect to keep your job. You either have to be a superstar or you're not going to get a chance. Well, you're not wrong in your point. You just had a terrible segue because it's not white privilege because, you know, Ron Rivera. Um, but And also Ron Rivera, that was rumored the second took over the job, he was not in love with Dwayne Haskins. With that being said, as you well know, I wanted the Giants to draft Dwayne Haskins. Um, so I don't think he got a fair shake at all. But with that being said, he's uh could be just like what's his face, and uh, that's not even a joke. I'm sorry, I forgot his name right now. 
the quarterback, the the Cardinals, uh, Rosen, Josh Rosen. He, he could be like Rosen and just get traded for a high draft pick, and or you know a first draft pick, and go somewhere that's going to use him. I don't know where that place would be, but I, what I've heard about Haskins as the biggest negative to him is unlike your favorite Giants quarterback Eli Manning, he he'll throw an interception and it will completely get to him. He can't just you know re, you know all right new drive let's go. No. He messes up and it snowballs, which is one of the worst things a quarterback can do. And once again, I think he isn't getting a fair shake, but that's what I've heard a month ago. You know what I mean? So it's not shocking that he got benched. It's just shocking. It's shocking that he got benched so soon. No, he can't stop turning the ball over. I mean, but those turnovers never really get to him. Like you, you, you know that's that's his thing. He can have a comeback drive after having a terrible game. He never snowballed mentally. Is but what I mean. Let me, let me ask you this: do, do we know if that's because of him or because he knows he was on the hot seat? You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to to, to Eli Manning knew his job was safe. It's hard to do that when you know that the first coach you had didn't like you, and you know that the new coach you have doesn't like you. So it's like, damn, like if that interception. Yeah, but you kind of just proved the point because most winning quarterbacks are just going to go out there and prove that they they deserve that starting job. And not even, like, you don't have to be a franchise quarterback to prove that. Kirk Cousins has proved that. He, he's like, oh, I'm going to get benched? I'm the best quarterback you got. You like that. You like that. That was to his GM. Like, you have to think about it that even the guys that get benched, some of the ones that are real winners, that doesn't get to them. That just pushes them farther. So Kirk Cousins didn't have a real competition back then. What do you mean? Who, who was their quarterback back then? The Redskins? Yeah. Robert Griffin III was drafted before Kirk Cousins. No, 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 no. When he says you like that, RG3 had been out the building by now. He yeah, the yeah but they were they were talking about trading uh, and, and bringing in, I think, what became Alex Smith. Yeah, I guess. Like, like you're forgetting that dude was never loved by the Redskins. They, the Redskins had him, and he wanted to walk. Like... That's what I mean. You're, you 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 went from Texans to Jets, and now you jumped to the Redskins. What, what you're doing, with the exception of the Texans, I, don't, I wouldn't put them in this tier, but the Redskins and the Jets might be the two worst franchises in the league. And that's I know the Browns exist. Everybody, like I'm saying, the Jets and well, the, no, but, that, but that's but that's my point. If you're Dwayne Haskins and you're in that organization, you see how dysfunctional it is. But I don't think it's fair to put that as a negative because he remember he's his dude's a young guy. I don't think I don't think his his you know career is over. He's getting benched on the Redskins. Like take it as a win and hope he gets traded. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying you brought up the the one negative about him, and I'm saying I don't know if I could consider that a negative yet because I could totally understand in that situation where it's like, damn, any mistake I make, they're looking to get rid of me. No, it's not. It's not. That's not the only negative. That's one of the negatives. He's had accuracy issues that have nothing to do with. Oh, am I going to get benched? Those are just bad passes. Like Daniel Jones's problem isn't that he throws inaccurate passes. Daniel Jones's problem is that he just stares at his one or, or two options, like his first two options, and holds onto the ball too long and causes a fumble. Like he doesn't go through his reads fast enough, etc. That's Dan. That's Daniel Jones's biggest problem. Sam Darnold's biggest problem is he hasn't learned anything. He has all that raw talent and that he can throw down to the field at any given point, but he's stupid enough to throw across his foot and, and, and across his chest. So it's kind of like. Everyone has problems with with Dwayne Haskins. He's just the one that stands out because he had a lot of the hype coming in front of the draft. But since they've all been drafted, he's shown the least as far as being the best quarterback. Now, he is on a terrible team, just like uh, Sam Darnold. Do I think he should have been benched so soon? No. But I don't think it's a career ender for him because, like you know, we said, it's the Redskins. Let him get traded because who knows? Who knows if he gets traded to the Patriots? Like, who knows? Yeah, well, I, I mean, speak. I mean, speaking of Patriots, that man Cam Newton is killing it. Chargers are stupid. I know you have Justin Herbert, who looks I nice. We, we and you clown Herbert, and we got. I got you. Got to admit, dude, that dude made some throws where you went, whoo. No, no, I never clown Herbert. I, I just thought this Chargers should have took Cam Newton. 
because here's my here's my only issue with us and I still have an issue with that for one reason and one reason only Justin Herbert looks amazing but it's also only like his third start we'll see what happens when, when there's more film on him and teams get the chance to see what he does and stuff like that if he hits a rookie wall you just gave your fan base zero hope because that's what a young quarterback is supposed to do give you hope so my thing is if you had Cam Newton you could have kept Justin Herbert learning on the best like he was supposed to. You still would have had Tyrod Taylor. So just in case Cam Newton was hurt or had COVID or just didn't play well, you still had him to work with. And now, you know, Justin Herbert could still be sitting there with the clipboard not playing for another year or so. You've thrown him in now. He looks good so far. And I hope and I hope he is their franchise quarterback. But God forbid he hits a rookie wall, there's going to be room for concern now. And then it's like, well, damn, if he's not good, where do we go from here? So that that's why I didn't like the fact that they decided to go with Tyrod Taylor and Cam, and instead of Cam Newton. And I get why they went with Tyrod Taylor because it's like we said, Tyrod Taylor was the Dwayne Haskins that never really got a fair shake. And Anthony Lynn still believes in him. And I and I, and I I appreciate him for, for trying to give a brother a chance. But to me, as a head coach, how do you not, you know, unless unless he feels secure in his job, you know, unless unless they already told him like you're our guy, you ain't going nowhere unless you go over sixteen, you know, I, I don't know how I would hitch my wagon to Tyrod Taylor like that. That's just me. I would have took a chance on Cam Newton, and if he wasn't good enough, you still had Tyrod there to to you know as as a guy that can help write the ship and then if that doesn't work then you throw the kid but for them to have to go to the, and, and it sucks for Tyron Taylor that he that his shot got taken away by a shot of all things um it sucks that his you know that that, that derailed for him but now he, you can't put Tyron Taylor back in you can't you gotta let the rookie play and like I said if the rookie hits a wall and starts to struggle you putting Tyron Taylor back in is not going to be a good look for anybody, and it's going to give that fan base a lot to be concerned about. You know who we need to talk about because we need to put some respect on the quarterback's name and the whole team's name? The Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. Yo, Absolutely. they're real. Like, people I are said, sleeping. I, I said before that draft I would have taken Josh Allen above all those other quarterbacks. I would have taken him above all those other quarterbacks. He's proving me right right now. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I love I love it when a prediction comes to, to fruition. Yeah, he's killing it. I'm happy for him. Um, the Bills. I'm happy for Bills Mafia because that's a you want to talk about loyal fan base. They have been loyal, and that team has been weird because they're one of those teams that they're never that bad, but they're never good either. So they're mostly stuck in like mediocre to above to a little below average range. So I'm glad that they're finally be starting to become like a legit team. And we got and the Steelers got to play them later on this year. We lost to them last year. I'm, I'm kind of nervous about that game. I'm not, 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 not sure. I'm very nervous about that game. Uh, you know, so. they got Josh Norman in that secondary now. Like I never was big on Josh Norman. I always thought he was a little overrated. But when you add him to that already good <laughs> Buffalo defense. That how'd you how'd you make that defense better? And Josh Allen doesn't look like the game manager ceiling that people were kind of placing on him going into the playoffs last year. He's been making plays. He's looked like he's running the offense, not managing it. Mm-hmm. And good for him. And good for him because he was looked at the guy as yo, this team is only as good as that defense is. This team is only going to go as far as he carries them. So good for him for stepping up, working hard in the offseason, and coming back a better player. Like, you know what I mean? That's what you're supposed to do. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I really am. I'm um, happy for that Bills team. It's, I wish they would have done this years ago while the Patriots were still there. But, you know, whatever. I mean, they're still there, but they're not the same team. But, you know, whatever. You know, they're, they're still like, there because Cam Newton's making those, uh, air quotes, weapons that Tom Brady never have look like weapons. Like Nikhil Harry has been getting me fantasy points on my franchise uh, fantasy team, which is insane. Um, that he's been winning with air quotes nobody, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's team is three and one. The Patriots, as of this recording, are two and two. Mm-hmm. 
and both of them look like teams, good teams. Like the the Bucks are funny because the weakest link still looks like the quarterback. Although five TDs, I don't know. Oh yeah, no. This past Sunday, he was beast in it. He felt he felt some type of way. You know, I'm just trying to hold Tom Brady to every other standard for every other quarterback. One really hot week doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have this all-time year. But like many people have said that in the past about TB12 and been proven wrong. Um, who else? Oh, we have to mention the possible MVP. The MVP, my MVP so far, Danger Russ Wilson. Absolutely. That dude is year after year after year a competitor, and he makes that team a contender. And no matter how defeated, torn up, battered that team looks, Pete Carroll has them ready to go out and ball. And how smart does he look investing in, air quotes, game manager Russell Wilson now and and letting his Legion of Boom era all-time defense walk? Well, you know what? I still don't think that uh, that was a smart move because eventually they want to win the Super Bowl. That defense is putrid right now. And they want it to be a lot better. But I, I want to give a shout-out to Claude, because Claude has been saying for a year, like, y'all, I'm telling you, if they let Russell Wilson loose, he's dangerous. And uh, we're seeing that. Um, so, no, and you're right. They had to make a decision. You know, football, that's why football, that's why the Patriots are so interesting, because you don't see dynasties like that in the NFL, because the payroll is so hard to maintain. If you have a great defense, you got to pay them. If you have a great offense, you have to pay them. And the Patriots made it work with a bunch of no-namers that they didn't really have to pay. And when they had a superstar here and there, they'll pay them, but everybody else kind of was getting paid chips. That wasn't Seattle. Seattle had Richard Sherman, which you could have argued was the best cornerback at the time. They had Earl Thomas, that you could have argued was one of the best safeties at the time, along with Cam Chancellor. I mean, they, they had they had you know star players on every level of the field on that defense. And over time, more and more and more of them had to leave because you just can't pay all those guys. Whereas Russell Wilson, you know, they gave him the money because they realized with his ability and with his uh, uh, you know, ability to run and throw and make plays, they don't necessarily need superstar receivers to make that offense work. They just need guys that can go out and get open and help throw them the football. And investing in a, in a big target like DK Metcalf has also worked out, along with Tyler Lockett and David Moore. So, hopefully, you know what they do now is invest back into that defense, so that maybe not, I don't think they'll win a Super Bowl this year, but maybe next year, if they invest in that defense, there'll be something special. I don't know, man. Russell Wilson is just as good as any other quarterback in this league, and I've seen Aaron Rodgers contend without the best defense in the world. And I think that's selling it short. The Seahawks are a pretty young team. So, you know, they could turn into something that we don't know what they are yet. But four weeks in, Russell Wilson is my MVP right now. Like, obviously, people can say Mahomes. Wow. What's the Ravens record? You should know that off the top of your head. You're the Steelers fan. Well, no, not, not. Lamar Jackson, not. The only two people right now for MVP is Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and maybe even Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, Mahomes haven't put up MVP like numbers. Oh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers has something like what, like thirteen touchdowns right now and no picks. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. And I, and I'm not the biggest uh, Rodgers, f- you know, fan in the world, but holy shit, that dude, he is so good. And but at the same time, I know people that are NFC North fans. I think he's overvalued. That when I say he might be the greatest singular quarterback talent, they're like, why? Because that same division saw him far for so many years. Like, it, it's hard to believe that it's been 10 years since uh, Aaron Rodgers won a ring. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Even when they, you, you just said he's done it without defense. Oh, he hasn't. The one time he won a ring, that defense is pretty good. They had a guy named Clay Matthews, which a lot of people thought should have won defensive player of the year that year, but instead it was Troy Palomaro. Um but, you know, they had a good defense, B.J. Raji and stuff like that. They had a really good defense that year. Uh, they've had really decent defenses the last couple of years. They just didn't have any weapons. And now with the new system with Aaron Jones on the backfield and with Matt LaFleur's system, 
Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is getting healthy again. Their offense is just as good as their defense now. And they're a real contender. They're, you know, they're, if, you're, if I'm an NFC fan, I'm definitely looking out for Green Bay because that's going to be a team I'm going to have to compete with. Anybody else we're sleeping on right now? Uh, I mean, it's hard to see sleeping on anybody for four weeks into the season, but shout out to Cincinnati. I think they got their quarterback, Joe Burrow, looks good. I hate to say that because they're the division rival, but I've always wanted my division. I've always took pride in the fact that the AFC North was usually one of the better divisions in football. So I'm kind of happy that the Bengals are at least a pushover. The Browns actually seem like they got their life together after week one. Three and um, one. Yeah, three and one. So, I mean, it's going to be a challenge to win the AFC North. And I like it because that, that way when you win the division, there's no, you know, nobody can question it. Not like the Patriots winning over the terrible AFC East um, every year. Speaking of, yeah, I mean... But hold on. Before we touch on the AFC East, I just want to point out, we were talking about the Texans before. The Titans are at the top 3-0, and with, you know, going through that COVID bullshit. The Colts are 3-1. and The Jags are 1-3, and and the Texans are 0-4. This division, with the exception of the Titans, obviously, is completely flipped around for what a lot of people thought it was going to be. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't think the Colts were going to be better than the Texans uh, four weeks in, but here we are. But go ahead about the AFC East. Uh, I mean, I thought the well, you never believed in Phil Rivers. I, I've always said you could get Phil Rivers an offensive line. He's going to do some work. So I, I'm not. He's going to do some work. Go eight and eight and losing the first round. Go on. Okay, whatever. He's such an eight. Uh, but the, I'm not surprised the Colts are playing well. Um, the Texans, like I said, they had the hardest schedule in football. I think a lot of teams that they had that schedule go on for. Um, so I'm not surprised about that. The Jaguars are, are I don't, I'm surprised they even won week one against the Colts, for real. I thought they were tanking for Trevor. Um, so, we'll, I'm not surprised that they suck. Um, but, yeah, like we, we thought the Titans would be here. I'm not surprised the Colts are there. Um, and I'm not surprised the Texans are struggling, given all the trades they made and the fact that they had to – I mean, I feel like even with DeAndre Hopkins, they might be all for it. And let's just be real. So – I'm not surprised by that. And actually, I was going to transition to your NFC East because... That's not what you said. You said the AFC East. I just want to point that out. No, 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 I know. I was saying the AFC East, but I was saying, speaking of, and then you you went to talk. I was going to say, I was going to say, your NFC East looks god-awful. Well, let me start it off by saying, how dare you underplay it? We're not god-awful. We're trash. Not just trash. We're soaking wet trash that is somehow also on fire. I don't understand how this division, not just my Giants, like, like you knew going into the season, wasn't like, I thought we had a good draft, guess not, but, I, but you know, a couple of our picks are hurt, but I didn't think we were going to be these world beaters. I thought we might get a good, a good record, not even a, a great record, but a good record just based off people underestimating us. We're 0-4, and holy shit, we might not win a game. Um, I don't want to blame Joe Judge on that. You know, rookie coach, no preseason, uh, that's just unfair four games in. Like you're saying with Bill O'Brien, he had years in my opinion. Joe Judge is four games in, not even with a preseason or, or a traditional offseason to have with his team. The next up in, this, in the rankings is the one and three Cowboys. They're paper champs every year, and uh, not not objectively, very subjectively, they've been paper champs for like 20 years, so good for them that they're fucking living up to their actual legacy of not being as good as they are on paper, but they are disappointing to say the least, just like the rest of the division is. So I don't know how to judge them on that. When the Eagles, who has air quotes, uh, paper MVP, Carson Wentz, and paper, you know, he's not a paper champ. He's just a paper MVP because he crumbles every time he gets hit. Oh, you go. I'm just pissed. I'm sorry. I'm just pissed. The, the Giants... Trash. No, you say you say the trash. This is the time where you say the trash-ass Giants. Like, <laughs> well, this is how you know he's pissed. He, he wants them to make fun of his team. They the deserve Giants, it, yo. They, this, this type Giants, of fucking ineptitude over this amount of time, you don't get any fucking leash from me. Like, it's been years since the Giants competed. Not one or two. Years. Um, the last time we were in the playoffs, we didn't have the team we have now. And we've been losing... And I'm not trying to rag on Daniel Jones because 
It's not like we have the greatest O-line still, <laughs> but it's not like I'm sold on him either. I think he, he definitely has this season, but if he looks like trash all year and we have a top five pick, I'm just saying if you can get Trevor Lawrence, you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. If you can get uh, other kid from uh, North Dakota State, do it. Make Bring in a competition because we need as much talent as we can. Uh, Saquon's hurt and... Where is the talent on this team? It's certainly not on the defense, with the exception of one or two key pieces. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think what's disappointing me about the Giants is I know Saquon is hurt, but I thought that offensively they'd be better than this. Yes. The fact that they can't score points on anybody is is interesting, and I know, but I also know they've played some decent, some pretty good defenses too. So I'm holding my breath. We'll see what they do this week against the terrible Cowboys defense. If they're still struggling to score points, then then you can really be concerned. But they played the Steelers, they played the Rams, they played um, the Bears. So those are all decent defenses. I mean, the Steelers defense is really good. Um, so I'm not, you know, I don't want to panic too much. But y'all have playmakers on offense. I'm not panicking. Also, and this is the difference between the Giants and the Jets. And I and I said this to you just talking before. The Jets look like Gase needs to be fired. Like he's lost the team. Like they're not like you know you get up seven points on them and they just quit. With the exception of Sam Darnold, the Giants at no point look like they have quit. I mean, we can be getting our ass kicked. That team still looks like they're trying. And I, that's the best thing I can say about Joe Judge right now is that I have legitimately not watched that team and felt like they have quit. They're still playing for him. So, and with what you said, I think everybody would have given the Giants with Daniel Jones, with Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. This offense should be fun to watch. A lot of that's with the O-line. A lot of that's with the sophomore slumping Daniel Jones holding onto the ball too long and turning it over with a stupid fumble. That's a lot of it. That's You can't get the rhythm going if... You know, on on a, on a third and long, you get sacked and you fumble it, or on a third and long, you get rocked and 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 you and it gets intercepted, like or or you try to run for it on on short and you fumble it. Stupid little shit like that. I'm just I don't know how to uh, really give a good analysis of it yet because we need more time because the Giants, unlike a lot of the other teams we've talked about today, are brand new, new coach. You were the first person to say, yo, just give Daniel Jones a chance. You have no idea what he's going to look like, right? What he's looked like is, is, is inconsistent since since his – because we've, he, we finally have 16 games of Daniel Jones, and there's enough there that you're like, okay, Danny Dimes, and there's enough there where you're like, I guess we're tanking for Trevor. That That's the spectrum I'm talking about right now. And if we keep going winless, I'm not married to the quarterback. Like some people draft a quarterback high, and you, you have to be married to them for four or five years. So that's where I'm at. I'm more interested if I'm an objective fan, right? Like, because obviously as a Giants fan, that's my main interest. But Dallas should be running away with this division right now. The Eagles, the injuries, like, they, they just deal with injuries in perpetuity. I don't know what the Eagles are going to do. They've been putting in uh, my boy Hurts, and he hasn't looked that good at all. So if Wentz goes down, that they might be taken for, for all we know. This division looks terrible. Like, I didn't even want to talk about it other than that. Like, it doesn't deserve it. It's funny. A lot of people are saying that the reason why Dwayne Haskins has gotten benched is because every team knows this division is so bad, we can mess around and win it. So I don't think anybody's trying to tank. They're like, you know what? Why don't we take advantage of the fact that five games, and I'm not even kidding, five games might win you this division. That's simply because you win your division games. I don't think any team at this point should be tanking, including the Giants, because you guys are only one game back at 0-4. Yo, the irony, the irony of talking about this fucking dumpster fire of the NFC East is the NFC West looks like the most competitive division in, in the sport. You have the Seahawks at, at 4-0. You have the Rams at 3-1. You have the Cardinals and Niners tied at 2-2 two two at the bottom of the division. You could legit have three teams from the NFC West in the playoffs. If there is a playoffs because, you know, COVID. But, well, well, I can shoot. Remember, there's seven teams that now make the playoffs this year. All four teams can make the playoffs. Holy you know shit. I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah, but 
I'd like like the Bears are three and one. I don't think that's going to be a sustained spot second in the in the NFC North, right? I think the Vikings are going to bounce back. I like to think they would. The Vikings and Lions both have the variables on their teams to be better than what they are. The Lions suck. The Lions ain't going anywhere. I'm I'm sad about that because like. They're one of those teams, too. They're pretty much – they're the Texans five years from now because at one point Matt Stafford was healthy, they had Megatron, and there was a defense. Yeah. Like, that's how you squander that shit, and that's what the Texans are doing – or did. They've done it already because they squandered that defense. They got rid of their number one receiver, and now you got a, a talented quarterback that's going into the prime of his career with no fucking – you know, outlook for the future. But we didn't really touch on the South because, honestly, if you want to talk talk about the West, talk about it. I'm just looking at the division like I'm interested in all four teams in the West. I don't know where to start. The, we already talked about the Seahawks. The Rams are, just seem like one of the most well-coached uh, teams in in the league at this point. And the Cardinals, I, you know, Kyler Murray, keep doing you, man. Like, I, I, I can't believe if he's going to hit his ceiling early, right? And we're going to have shootouts where Russell Wilson is pl- is fighting his clone. That's awesome. I can't wait for that. That's awesome. And that's why you go get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I don't think the 40, to be honest, I don't think the 49 make the playoffs. The injuries that they have, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that's going to... It sucks. It, it sucks for yeah. the sport. It just sucks and, for the sport. And, and it feels like every week a new person is getting hurt on that team. So I don't know what the hell is going on over there, but... They, 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 I think they're just going to get rid of And they, they might win the Super Bowl next year because if they, let's say they only go 4-12 and 12 because they just can't get injuries right, that means they're getting like a top five pick. And, and that might be like the missing piece that they need next year. On either have, side of the ball. On either. Like, <laughs> like, like, Jesus. Like, I, I'm almost hoping they overachieve this year and go 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, But th- that's, a, that's a very, you know, interesting piece about this um yeah the injuries have sucked across the board bro bro real talk the bucks might win that division pretty easily looking at how the teams look in in the nfc south i mean don't say that the panthers only like i think a game well two games back because they lost to tampa bay already look at you still holding down your fake team respect panthers are two and two Panthers are two and two um and the saints and the bucks are three and one so the panthers are right there uh, yeah, I, I, th- I don't. I don't believe in the Saints. Without Christian McCaffrey, I don't believe in the Saints either. As long as Michael Thomas is out, but I think he's coming back soon. So, with that being said, I think they're still going to be a good team. I just believe that I do, but I do see the age in both Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So we'll see if they could keep up, you know, their level of play throughout the season. Because I think, I think Drew Brees definitely looks like he's ready to retire soon. And Tom Brady, he has all those weapons, but they've also been very hurt. O.J. Howard's out for the year. Mike, Mike Evans is hurt. Chris Godwin's hurt. So this is going to be an interesting week for the Bucs as well. Man, I hope, the, I hope the season stays up. I hope we actually get a conclusion to the season because it would honestly suck in one year, 2020, losing both football leagues we thought we would have all year to talk about. I know you know you joked before I met major football, but you were watching XFL with me every week. Like, it, it's crazy to go through that, and then, like, we started off this pod, just to bring this pod full circle, that you they didn't have a better plan in place than what they have now, and we have to actually sit here just as fans, as spectators. Like, you might have to cancel the season just because you were too fucking hard-headed to have a good plan. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't feel like me. But, and, and, but that's the NFL, though. The NFL has always been the league that's behind the times. They're behind the times on domestic violence. They're behind the times on social injustice. They're behind the times on COVID. It's, it's, it's the good old boys club. It's a bunch of old, you know, white multimillionaires and billionaires that want it. And they don't really care about any of this stuff. They don't think it's important enough. And they only care when it affects business. And right now, this is about to affect their business. Speaking of, I'm not at all surprised the Tennessee Titans are going to be the ones to screw this season up. Because, you know, I I don't want to get political or anything, but you're telling me a Deep South uh, team 
that wasn't following CDC protocols, oh, wow, why am I not surprised? And now the whole freaking organization's got it, and they can't play again? Like, I, why am I not surprised? Why am I not surprised? It, it's just an arrogance that we are accustomed to seeing in the NFL, but the NFL was king for so long that they didn't think they needed to, to adjust to the times. And right now, them adjusting to the times is going to start, them, or them failing to do that is going to start messing with their money. Yep. Well, I guess that's all we got for today because we're just going to keep going in circles and hating on this stupidity that, that's before us. And this is like, you didn't want to get political, but the stupidity is everywhere. So it is what it is right now. We are sitting here hoping for the best. I mean, you're hoping for the best because you want to compete for a ring. I'm hoping for the best that I'm not competing for the top pick in the draft again. And here we are as the NBA finals are raging on just to mention it on here, because obviously me and you love hoops too. And the Lakers are up three, one game four was fucking fire better than the other games. Jimmy Butler has been balling. Tyler Hero's hungry. He's more than just a sandwich now. He's more than just a sandwich. He's not Tyler Ham sandwich. He's not Tyler Baloney. He is Tyler Hero. Brett, tell them where they can find you. You can find me at Never for Brett Meat. N-E-V-A underscore the number four B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, where can they find you, Charles? I'm at not the Chuck D on all social medias. We're at the Dope Blog on Twitter, at the underscore dope blog on Instagram, at the Dope Blog and Podcast on Facebook. And most importantly, please subscribe if you haven't already and rate us on iTunes and Spotify and all that. And God, please, sports gods, football gods, throw us a fucking bone. Peace. Peace. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill.